machine with Slim. Has a question for you. I thought this one up last night, late last night, after I watched the Seattle Seahawks come back on Philadelphia, as I have been predicting for three weeks now. I told you right here on the WKXL Airwaves two weeks, over two weeks ago, that the Philadelphia Eagles were going to lose three games in a row. They were going to lose to San Francisco. They were then going to lose to the Dallas Cowboys. And they were then going to lose on the road at Seattle. I made that call three weeks ago when Philadelphia was 10-1 and and everybody had them as the favorite to go to the Super Bowl. And now here we are. The sports machine with Slim. I have done it again. Did we watch that game last night? I took some notes. I'm going to read from my notebook here during the first part of today's show. After we come back from commercials later on, we're going to talk about the Celtics. Upcoming road trip. Very big. Tonight we get started at Golden State. Am I going to stay up to watch the end of that game? Probably. Then we'll talk about the Bruins and the week they've got. And then our last segment, we'll be talking about the top 10 fans of the show. We might be talking even about Pat's Peak tickets for the top 10, but that's just out there as a potential possibility. That's just an idea I have in my head. But I know I do have some Pat's Peak lift tickets that I could potentially be giving to people. If you are not in the top 10 fans of the show here, the Sports Machine with Slim, You should be. You should be trying to. On Friday of this week, we will announce a new top 10. And from the good graces and the the good wishes of our current number one fan of the show, Chris, he has said he will be donating $100 this coming Friday to the local charity of choice for whoever is the new number one fan who will take his spot on Friday. It could be Chris again, actually. The top 10 rankings every week come out on Friday. It could be Chris again. He's not automatically getting dislodged from that number one spot, but it's out there for the taking. If you want to be a fan, go to social media. You can go to Facebook, Sports Machine NH. That's how you can find us. You can call the show at 603-224-1450. You can always get on the phone lines here. My question for you, the listening audience, would today, would you trade straight up? Bill Belichick for Pete Carroll. For next season, we, we're going to go into next season, the New England Patriots starting fresh. Would you rather have Pete Carroll at the helm or Bill Belichick? I'm taking Pete Carroll. You know why I'm taking Pete Carroll? Yes, he's 72 years old. That's what they said on TV at the end of the game. I did not fact that check on the, fact check that on the internet, but he's, that's about right. And Pete Carroll used to coach the Patriots for people that don't know that. Years ago when we stunk and we ran him out of town. He had his Pete energy, but we ran him out of town because our record was terrible. Well, man, I just like his energy better. Now, there will be those in the listening audience who might remind me to a Super Bowl that was played how many years ago now? Eight? Nine? No, it's probably closer to ten years ago when the Patriots played against Seattle. Bill Belichick squared off against Pete Carroll, and they literally squared off in that last minute of that game when that clock was ticking down, and Petey Boy decided not to hand the ball to Marshawn Lynch at the two-yard line or one-and-a-half-yard line or whatever it was. He decided to throw the ball, 
and Malcolm Butler decided to step in and snatch that ball and seal another Super Bowl for the New England Patriots. I think that was our fifth one. So that day, yes, Pete Carroll, <laughs> you got outcoached by Bill Belichick. But this year, look at what's happening last night. And look at what happened on Sunday with the Patriots. Just another drab, dreary, blah, Patriots effort. The whole season has been boring. I mean, in, in this world, is there anything worse than, than NFL boring? Like, like in the NFL world, there's certainly not. I don't care if you even stink. Like, like the Carolina Panthers, they stink. But at least they got a rookie quarterback who's out there running around, trying to do things. He makes a first down, and he's given the big celebration sign, even though your record's like 1-13, dude. What are, you, what are you doing? Settle down. 2-12. Two 2-12. and, 12. Two and 12. They won this week, didn't they? Uh, God bless you. Good luck to you, Carolina, out there. I hope you win a few more so the Patriots can get the number one pick. And as I've said on the airways, I do not want Caleb Williams the number one pick. New England Patriots, if we have the number one pick, we do not take Caleb Williams. We do not do it. Jaden Daniels would be my pick. Controversial? Yes. Welcome to the sports machine with Slim. I would take Bill Belichick 10 years ago over Pete Carroll, but today, Pete Carroll, come on board, baby. Straight up trade. We don't need any future considerations, no draft pick compensation. Straight up. Bill Belichick's out. Pete Carroll, you're in. That's the state of the Patriots. I want to change. I want the change. I'm on record. I've been saying it for two weeks. Just as I have said, the Philadelphia Eagles will melt down. They're playing a brand of physical football, and they did it again last night. Let's do the tush push three or four times during the game, and you look at their players all breaking down. They're all getting hurt. They're all drained physically, and they played against a Seattle team who was playing for their playoff life last night, and a never-quit attitude because Pete Carroll, guys want to play for him. Guys got energy. And what a performance on that last drive by Drew Locke. I I will say in my notes, let's look at it real quick. Boy, Drew Locke has a cannon. Yeah, he does. And this dude was on Denver, right? He's been nowhere. He's been in backups all the way through. So the Seattle Seahawks can find a backup quarterback and have a backup quarterback who can come out and lead a huge victory on Monday Night Football, why haven't the Patriots been able to have a backup quarterback who could do such a thing? Whatever. Let's, let's stop bashing the Patriots. I will say to people, yesterday I listened to my show again. And I really, really, for Cowboys fans, I really dug into that Mike McCarthy guy. He gets under my skin. Him not calling that timeout to challenge that play in that game against Buffalo this weekend. Inexcusable. But I went off, and I, I can tell I have a habit of insulting people's intelligence on this show. Just because I have the microphone in front of me does not mean I should be able to cut other people down. In fact, sometimes I need to be cut down. So at this point, I would like to just kind of make a, uh, an introduction, if you will, to uh, somebody that I've asked if they would be willing to kind of rein me in when I get over the top. Andrew, who controls everything from behind the glass, the man from behind the glass here who's responsible for the show, Andrew, uh, are you willing and do you think you can play a role on the sports machine with Slim? I, I think we can help kind of keep you in check there, Slim. So what are we going to do to communicate with me when I am just maybe so angry and I start to insult someone's intelligence on the air, which I, I need not to do anymore? Well, uh, maybe we could come up with some kind of a strike system, almost like a light, like a kind of like a lunk alarm at like your Planet Fitness. 
I'm into that. I think that could be good. A some sort of a a, a swear jar type of uh, thing too. Maybe we have a jar on me in front of me on the desk where I have to put money into it if I insult somebody, and you can be the person. Hey, uh, Jim, you need to put the uh, money. Yeah, insult in jar, it. yeah. Insult jar. There you go. We could do something like that. Um, I don't know what's your thoughts on the radio show so far. This is our what twelfth episode that we've put out there. What are your thoughts? Anything you you want to share with the audience? No, I think uh, I think you're covering a lot of great bases and uh, having a lot of good uh, phone call interactions. So keep it up. We'll keep up with it. All right, there we go, Andrew. You know, you come up with whatever you want to do. You <laughs> alert me when I am insulting. No, I will tell you, I will walk a fine line. Everyone, we'll, we'll just pop on and just say jar. There you go. Something like that, Andrew. Thank you very much. You got it. I'm going to let people know in the audience. I will continue to walk a fine line. Those of you who like to hear me call Mike McCarthy uh, an idiot, uh, (laughs) there's the example. See, but I'm just going to, I'm using this as an example to transition out. I'm going to try and create a new path for myself. I had to get that last one out. What happened on Sunday? How can you allow that, that play to not be challenged? Call a timeout. Just call the timeout, and then you can take the two-minute timeout to look and be like, oh, that ball absolutely, completely bounced off the turf. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. I'll challenge that. What? I, how does this guy get paid $5 million and not know to do that? I, my brother, my brother Dave, who is the number three fan of the show, I believe, said to me yesterday, he was talking to one of his buddies who's a big-time Dallas Cowboys fan, and he said they went off like five to ten minutes, him and his group, while they're watching the game. It's just insane. It's like, we're as sports fans, too much is happening to us for us to be able to, yeah, to, to reasonably expect us to sit back and maintain a calm demeanor or a sane uh, you know, outlook on what's happening in this world. The, the, that Mike McCarthy decision, it's just, I, how are you in a position of authority? To not know that you need to call a timeout there when your players are all telling you he didn't catch the ball, and the player on the other team who caught the ball is like, "Come on, everybody, get up to the line real quick. We gotta sp- we gotta snap the ball because I didn't catch it." Like everybody was telling him, and Mike McCarthy just ignored it. We're coming back to talk about the Celtics. They got a big road trip starting tonight. WKXL Radio. We are the Sports Machine with Slim. It's 14:50 a.m. or 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM Manchester, NHTalkRadio.com. With Slim. Before we get to the Celtics, I'm sitting here in my Boston Celtics t-shirt. Before we get to them, let's finish the rundown from last night's game. My notes. I want to refer to my notes. No Geno Smith playing last night. That's what I had first. Matt Patricia calling the defensive plays. That dude still has the uh, pencil behind the ear technique. Hmm. I don't know that that's a winning formula. Philadelphia. Maybe that's part of the uh, decline that we have going on here. I don't know if putting Matt Patricia into that level of authority is the right move. But, hey, go get him. I, I, I can't say it's not. Time will tell. Jalen Hurts is out there playing. He was questionable. Yes, he played. He did not play that well. He's breaking down, as I said he would. Kenneth Walker, running back for Seattle, insanely, insanely, insanely good. That guy. I, now, that's excitement. That guy just bounces off of people. And if you're playing fantasy football next year, I would strongly advise Kenneth Walker as somebody that you would want to draft. How about the play on the punt coverage team where 
Was it Seattle's guy? Illegal batting of the ball. Remember the the guy, the punt is coming down and it starts to bounce back, bounce backwards. I think they were on the 13 yard line, and the guy just bats it towards the end zone. And it's like, oh no! If I, if it goes in the end zone, it's going to be a touchback. So he runs up to it and and stops it before it goes in the end zone. But little did we know, there's a flag there. If you're a football fan, did you know? Like, wait a minute! If he hits it the other way, that's not a flag. So you can bat the ball apparently back the other way. That's okay. But if you bat it forward, it's a flag. I've been watching football for 20 years, for 40 years. I'm 49 years old. I don't remember that penalty ever having been called before. Is that like a real thing? Like, why can you bat it? They get they all the time. They bat it the other direction to save it from going into the end zone. So that's not illegal batting if you hit it backwards. But if you hit it forwards, it's illegal batting of the ball. Okay. I mean, I, I, it just seems unnecessary to have that rule in there. Eagles leading 10-3 at halftime. They were 0-7 in their last seven games against Pete Carroll. I had no idea. I saw that stat. Interesting. And that kind of came back because now they're 0-8, son. Now they're 0-8. Uh, Kenneth Walker to open up the second half. First three plays. Run, run, pass, catch. Boom, boom. Then he runs, rips off a ridiculous touchdown. And um, we got a score of 17-3 to at the end of the, you know, heading towards the end of the fourth quarter. Eight minutes left. Great interception by Seattle. Last drive. Awesome catch by Metcalf. And then the play of the game to Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, what a play. What a catch. Just what a great win for Seattle. And what a great win for the sports machine with Slim. We've got somebody out there in, in radio caller land who wants to come on the air. So I'm going to pause there before I transition to the Celtics and welcome someone new onto the airwaves. Go right ahead, sir, or uh, lady. Go ahead. <laughs> Morning, Slim. This is your number three uh, fan, Dave, brother Dave, as I've, uh, as I've come to be known on the airwaves. I would like to say that my growing uh, uh, frustration, disagreement with your takes is probably the reason why I continue to move down that fan poll, but I, I have a couple of NFL items this morning that really have my blood pressure rising that I was hoping that I would have the opportunity to talk with you about real quick. You deserve the, the leeway to do whatever you would like as the number three fan of the show. My brother Dave, go right ahead. The stage is yours. So the, the first one is there is a uh, an epidemic in the NFL right now that is terrible coaching. You railed against Belichick yesterday. And Mike McCarthy to a lesser extent. But even that game last night, I mean, every NFL game I watch right now, there is terrible coaching decisions being made by every team and every coach. At the end of the first half, I don't know if you watched it, but at the end of the first half, there's 40 seconds left. Seattle has the ball third and 17. And for some reason, instead of just taking a knee and going to the half, Pete Carroll decides to run the ball. Team gets called for a holding penalty, and now they have to give the ball back to Philadelphia with 40 seconds left in the first half. Now, it didn't turn into anything, but what is the purpose of running on third and 17? What are we trying to accomplish? Why would we not just take a knee? Why hasn't an NFL team stepped up to the plate and thought with new level, next generation mindset to employ my brother Dave as a consultant on the sidelines to advise these NFL coaches who have no clue what they're doing in some situations. <laughs> well, that leads them to the second point that has that, that really, like I said, is, 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 is blood curdling, and that's the analytics piece of this. So we've been watching sports 
for our entire life, right? You know, I mean, whatever it is, 20, 30, 50, 70 years, anybody out there listening, for the longest time watching these NFL games, just like you mentioned earlier, it was it was easy for the Patriots, for Belichick to say, well, I can't win this game. I have to go for this, right? It's, it's the end of the game. We're down 17. Well, we've known this for decades. Right, we watch the game and we understand. Like, hey, no, you have to go for this. Now, every situation is a little different, but for the most part, you know, we've we've looked, we've identified, and we're pretty capable of going. No, they have to go, and no, they have to punt, and no, they have to take a field goal. Well, last night again, they showed the analytics on the screen at the. Uh, it was towards the end of the first half. Seattle is, I think, fourth and four at the eight yard line, and. They put up a stat that says analytics says they should go for this on fourth and four. Oh my god! And with Drew Locke as the quarterback, oh. you've got six yards on three plays. The, the field is compressed. I don't know who's putting together their analytics, but they are hundred percent wrong, and nobody's going to talk about it. Pete Carroll decides to kick the field goal. Even the commentators uh, during the game didn't agree with it. But look at how the game turned turned out. Right. They needed they needed those three points. Those three points. We're, we're it's ultra important to them winning that game. I'm so tired of seeing this analytics. I don't need any more analytics. I need you to stop telling me what we should, what they should be doing. Like this is, if they can't figure that out on their own, there's a there's a bigger problem in the NFL. The nerds are ruining sports for us. I actually have called Michael Felger's show, ninety eight point five, the Sports Hub. I have called into there times in the past. He says it. I've I've called and taken it to next level. Like the nerds are ruining our sports people. You can talk about these people uh, making decisions in the NFL with instant replay. They've taken over the NBA with, oh, uh, this ball was out off that player's fingertips when we all saw it was the other guy who's who's forcing the ball out of bounds. Like, no, if you're playing pickup, that other dude, he gets the ball back. You know, I hit it out of bounds. Even if the fingertip scratched it by you on the way out of bounds, that's irrelevant. They're just trying to take over everything too much. I hate it. Baseball's the same thing. The plays at each bag. Hockey, you know, is the guy off sides on the goal. I mean, there were so many things right now that are just creating unnecessary pain for the for the viewing audience, right? Like, we're trying to be entertained. I don't really care if the guy's skate was over the line by a half inch. I don't care if the guy came a half inch off the bag. Like, at the end of the day, it's it, there's going to be some human error Is as we see with Mike McCarthy and his inability to call a timeout to challenge a play. What's the difference, right? Like at the end of the day, it's entertaining. The fact that Mike McCarthy didn't throw the flag is it allows us to have hours of conversation and hours of text with people talking about just how bad he is at his job. Just take it the option for instant replay away. I want instant replay gone from all sports. Listen, if you watch as much sports as we do, my brother Dave, we we want to be entertained. We're not being entertained when the NFL goes to Gene Steratore for the overview of whether he thinks a call was made correctly or not. Like, who are the, who, who's that product being made for? I don't want to hear from that dude. I want to watch the players play more. <laughs> it's actually fantastic when they do go to the in-house guru who then tells us what the call on the field is going to be. And then it's not the right call. I, I think that that part of it is it, it, it's. Uh, 
every I don't week. understand how this is entertaining. It happens every single week, Dave, multiple times. It's not entertaining. It's driving me absolutely out of my mind. Like, what are we doing? We're all spending billions and billions of dollars combined in all these sports leagues. All of us fans, they're just taking advantage of us, trying to make it like, oh, we're trying to help make the call right. It's like, you're not helping anything. You're just making everything worse. Right. At the end of the day, they're forgetting this is entertainment. This is this is simply about entertainment. This is a business. They're providing a, 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 a something for us to, to entertain ourselves with, to watch on a Sunday or to watch on a Thursday, Saturday, Monday. I mean, the NFL's taking everything over. At, at some point, keep, let's keep it entertainment. Let's let's get let's let's eliminate all the nonsense and just get back to playing some football. I am going to hereby appoint you, my brother Dave, as the leader of a task force that we are going to assemble to start a coalition, to start a committee to ban instant replay in all sports. I have done this of my own will and power as host of the sports machine. I de- with Slim, I declare you the, the leader of this task force. I don't know what responsibilities you may have, but it might just be to comment on horrible plays and replays that are wasting our time every single week on the show. Do you accept that position? Every week, every week, I'm sure I can find five to ten calls that if we really want to, we can dive into and talk about how terrible these calls or the refs or whatever the instant replay is. Absolutely, I'm up for it. Thank you very much. I'm so glad you called. My brother Dave, look, we've just started up a new task force, and this is going to take us places, people. We're coming right back, actually, to talk more about the NFL, but more likely the Celtics on WKXL Radio. It's 14.50 a.m., 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM Manchester, and htalkradio.com. The Sports Machine with Slim. This is our music. Did you just listen to those commercials? First off, the weather, New Hampshire. The weather, maybe a slight chance of snow, or it sounded like there's probably going to be some snow tonight. Not a bunch. But then, like for the next six days, sunny. Some days colder than others. All the way through into Christmas. 44 degrees and sunny on Christmas. Year 2023, the weather has been crazy, people. Remember all that rain in spring, summer? Horrible. And now, we're getting pretty decent weather. Let's see what's happening in 2024. Let's move on to the, uh, the sports stuff. But before we do, you heard those commercials, right? Did you hear that one for the crypto book that you need to read? For people that don't know, I'm big into crypto. Huge. I know more than probably anybody that you know or anybody that's out there listening right now just because I've been into it so much. And I have found a book that I absolutely love. And I have ordered a number of copies, actually. And they're supposed to be arriving in the mail within the next couple of days, the crypto book that you need to read. What I will tell everyone, if you are in the top 10 fans of the show on this coming Friday, you will get a free copy of the book. You will get a free hardcover copy of the book, the crypto book that you need to read if you are in the top 10 fans of the show on the new list that comes out this coming Friday. There we go. Let's talk about Celtics. I have on my Celtics jersey. My basketball hat, helmet is on. I'm ready to go. I'm actually coaching my uh, first and second grade um, basketball team tonight. So I'm in a basketball coaching frame of mind. I'm in a Celtics frame of mind. We lead the uh, NBA, you know. Best record. 
right now. Was it 20 and 5? Same record as Minnesota. Out west. We got Jason Tatum and they don't. Celtics are the NBA favorite at odds of plus 360 to win it all. Plus 360. I've been telling people. I told you with Philly. I called the three games in a row they were going to lose. And I've been telling everybody San Francisco's going to win the championship in the NFL. And our Boston Celtics are going to win the NBA championship this season as well. Go ahead and parlay it if you like at your local establishment. San Francisco 49ers win the NFL. The Boston Celtics win the NBA. We are way too good. We match up against Golden State tonight. we got a great big week, just so you know, for the Celtics. They're at Golden State tonight, tomorrow night at Sacramento. Then take a couple days off. Saturday, we're at the Clippers. And then Monday, Christmas Day, Celtics at the Lakers. So it's Golden State, Sacramento, Clippers, Lakers this week for the Celts. On the road, national TV eyes are going to be on the team what I will tell you, Jason Tatum right now, 18-1 to 1 to win the MVP in the NBA. If we can go out and win three out of four of these games and Tatum can have a couple of 30-plus point nights, I'm just telling you, you move the Celts record up to 23-6 and six, and all of a sudden, wait a second, the Celts are steamrolling towards a record this season where we might be five or six games better than any other team, I think that is very, very possible, if not probable, like extremely likely. We're that good. We're that deep. 18-1 to on Jason Tatum right now gets a strong endorsement from me. A strong endorsement. You will get a season-long period of time to root for something, a reason to watch the Celtics games. We're 20-5. and This team could easily be 65-17 and or something like that, even better. Listen to what we got happening, people. Well, tonight, let's break down tonight's game real, real quick. No Draymond Green for Golden State. He got in trouble again for doing things he shouldn't be doing. I'll leave it at that. Not, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to insult people. So just not smart decision-making by him. So he needs a break. He's out. Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins have been stinking up the joint this season so far for for the Golden State Warriors. If you haven't been paying attention, they've both been horrible. But... Their last game, the other night against Portland, which Golden State won, 118-114. to 114. Clay Thompson, 28 points on 11 of 16 shooting. Andrew Wiggins, 25 points on 9 of 12 shooting. Steph Curry, 7 points on 2 of 12 shooting. 0 of 8 from 3. So Steph was horrible, and they won. Golden State's coming to play the Celtics tonight, everybody. You got two guys who've been struggling in Clay and Andrew Wiggins. They're going to want to be up for tonight's game. It's always big when the Celtics come into town for them. They matched up in the finals there a couple of years ago. They, they're going to be ready. So the Celtics, you better be ready too. And you know that they are. Celtics want to go out there and win this game. This is a big road trip for them because this is a chance to you know stamp yourself as, hey, we're the team to beat in the East and we're going out West to beat all you chumps. I would kind of expect Golden State to win tonight. Not for nothing. I'll watch the game. We'll see. I would kind of expect. But if the Celtics pull it out, that's what I'm talking about. 18-1 to on Tatum will be less than that tomorrow. So we'll see what the odds are. The reason why I'm so high on the Celtics, I mean, the starting five is awesome. Say, we're looking at Al Horford first off the bench. The guys that are following Al off the bench, Sam Hauser, Peyton Pritchard. Last five games for Peyton Pritchard, 10 for 17 from three-point land. 10 for 17 
in the last five games. I've told you people over the last couple weeks, this guy just needed to get into game play in NBA shape and build up a rhythm, build up the stamina, and now his shot's coming back to him. This guy can shoot. Peyton Pritchard, come playoff time, will be draining threes. Sam Hauser, on the other side, last six games, 14 for 28 from three. 14 for 28 for Sam Hauser over his last six games. He's just starting to build up the same type of a rhythm. I'm building up a rhythm right now, and I believe McBFQ wants to come in and build up a rhythm along with me. Welcome to the show. What's going on, Slim? What's going on today? So I had a good night last night. Uh, I was talking to my friend Benjamin Franklin about um, how we like the under in Monday Night Football, and Mm. I am not above rooting for punts and field goals. And uh, so my pocket's feeling fat today. Maybe threw in a little on under in the Winnipeg Jets game because they can't (laughs) score. Went two for two. I'm a sports genius. Isn't it nice? It's nice to come on the air and brag to people about how great you did. You hear my prediction about the Philadelphia Eagles losing three games in a row. I was calling that three weeks ago, Bob. So I've been out here uh, you know, patting myself on the back for the better part of uh, today's show so far. As someone who uh, wishes to um, listen online, I am not current on um, what Slim was talking about. Um, all, you know, uh, Andrew <laughs> did fill me in a little bit because... As always, I want to be prepared for you, but you guys need to get your technology worked. It's getting worked out. Everything's getting yep, worked yep. out. As are the Bruins. I, I don't know what you want to talk about. My cousin Bob from Quincy, I like to call him McBFQ. We kind of came McBFQ. up with that. Yeah, I, I think that's a very, very cool nickname. You know that you said that Winnipeg can't score. The Bruins play at Winnipeg on Friday. Tonight, uh-huh. it's Minnesota at, at the Bruins. I don't know. Uh, what Before I jump into the, the Bruins stuff, which I was going to do this segment, though, Bob, you, you get the show. You get the floor. You're, you're the number two fan of the show this week, so you get to, to call your own shots. Ken, between the two of us, do we know the name of one wild player? Minnesota No, wild. of course we don't. <laughs> so let's talk about the Bruins. They're the best. They're going to win. I um, Educate me, educate the listeners about uh, some of these young kids, because um, I've, I've been super impressed. I just, I can't watch everything. I can't follow everything. So I honestly... I DVR my Bruins, and I go to the goal. And, you know, then that gives me time to do the 8,000 other things that I want to do as well. So, you know, I see these kids skating around a million miles an hour, you know, and um, that reverse angle goal from the other day, oh, my God, that was a thing of beauty. But, um, you know, I... My cousin Bob from Quincy, yeah. you DVR in the games, it's more than me. I, I will tell you, because I'm hosting a sports talk radio show yes, now, you have the Sports Machine with Slim, I am tuning into the Bruins during commercials and stuff, but I don't fall, I don't have the time. And I've told people on the air, I've got a couple of experts, Bruins experts who watch every game and know NHL hockey. They're going to come on, and they're going to be able to, to inform us. But all my input would be about the Bruins is I love this guy, Geeky. I don't know if you know who he is, but yeah, I yeah, love yeah, this yeah. dude. Do you know where we got him from? I don't. Me either. No clue. I haven't done enough research because I, I'm just going to tell people I don't know anything. So you can talk again. You can talk about the Bruins or anything else. You want to talk about winning bets? I guess go right You know what? <laughs> I am going to educate myself a little on the Bruins, and we're going to circle back to that. Let's circle back to yesterday's call where I don't want to disappoint all of your female fans, but I do have a fiancé. And I had girlfriends before that and girlfriends before that. And you want to know what? They all loved to watch UFC with me. They all love to see men fight men. It is primal. It is a beautiful thing. 
my fiance was the biggest Conor McGregor fan. We've since had a wonderful daughter, and that aspect of our lives is completely in the past. But I still enjoy them. Um, my wife you know, hates I've, it. I've tried to watch the prelims with her. She was um, she was kind of grossed out. She wanted nothing when, to do with the show. When everyone I ever dated, I did. Hey, do you want to go watch the fight? Yeah. They had no problem doing so. They loved it. I, you know, it's, I, it's not for everyone, but... Um, it's but for you. It's for people I mean, that want to hang out with you. It's 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 for but, people that want to hang out with me. PFQ. If you want to hang on the line, Bob, you can. We got to take a break. We're on WKXL fourteen fifty AM. Wait, am I am I up to two segments? Am I? If you want to be, you certainly can. One hundred three point nine FM Concord. One hundred one point nine FM Manchester. NHTalkRadio.com. We're coming right back. with Slim with McBFQ who hopefully still holding on the line but I will tell you as we transition back from that break I know that my cousin Bob from Quincy is a big fan of the Florida State Seminole so as we transition out of that Bruins discussion I will let everybody know the Bruins are tied for the best record in the Eastern Conference um, or in the NHL, I think 43 points is where they're at. So so even though we don't know very much about the hockey and the Bruins, we know our team is relevant, and when we get to the playoffs, we will know more than we know now. I promise that to all your listeners. College football bowl season is upon us, and it's not far, Bob, from really going into high gear. I want to ask you what your opinion is on Georgia at Florida State or against Florida State, Georgia's favored by two touchdowns, 14 points heading into that game. I am going to give you an interesting tidbit. We just stole a recruit from Georgia by the name of Marvin Jones Jr. Marvin Jones and I went to Florida State at the same time, and I danced with him to Hip Hop Hooray in 1992. (laughs) And now we stole his son from Georgia. Now on the 30th, at 4 o'clock, the Orange Bowl. We are the, the thing that day. Yes, they're doing that whole playoff thing that was stolen from us, but we know that's all about the money, honey. And Florida State still needs to bring it against Georgia. Um, the quarterback we're bringing in, not our first-string quarterback, not the third-string quarterback who uh, played last time, but a man by the name of Tate Rodemaker. He's what I would call serviceable. He is a Joe Flacco. He's not going to win you the game, but he might not lose you the game either. And is Florida State going to beat Jordan? Probably not. They're going to keep it within two touchdowns, which is a very important number that they used to have to dance around. But now all of a sudden, um, they're all in bed with the betting companies, and they're willing to mention betting on ESPN and create betting shows and all this good stuff and realize that the league should have multi-billion dollar deals with all these sports mm-hmm. books. Um, I believe that we can keep it within two touchdowns, which might be the important aspect for me, even as the big fan I am. Well, you want to root for Florida State. So even if you're down 20, it's cool to still be rooting for them because if they score the next touchdown and they lose by 13, you win the money. But uh, let's let's zero in you on the me. game. I'm going to put a taste on them heads up as well. Well, that's what I was going to say. We're going point spread. We're going money line. We're, we're, we're going to go crazy. Baby. What do you think the motivation level is since you went to Florida State University? Not that yeah. you would necessarily know. You you weren't on the football team, right? But you, you may have just experience with this team, this coach. I will tell you, 
The teams historically that get snubbed from like the bowl championship series where it's down to the final four teams now, where as an aside, Michigan, Alabama, Washington, and Texas all made it in. Michigan is your favorite to win it all at plus 195. Alabama, who they face off against in the first game, uh, is plus 205. So they're expecting the winner. The betting public is expecting the winner of that game to win it all. Florida State fans feel like they should be in the final four. They're not. It, that's got to be an emotional letdown heading into this game against Georgia, Bob. Of course it is, but... We have a coach by the name of Mike Norvell, and he ripped that committee, and he will motivate that team. We don't have Caleb Williams sitting out the bowl game on our team. We're coming to play, baby. And, yeah, we're going to show that not only did we deserve to be in that four, but we could beat the other team that couldn't get it done against Alabama. We would have gotten it done had we been given the chance. They let's couldn't even in. give us the chance. They were so scared. So let's because- dig into that. I want to take the Georgia side of things because I do know more about them because I follow SEC football a little bit more, and I believe the defenses in the SEC are just way superior to that in every other conference. Have you I seen believe- Jared Burris play football? So, well, let you me let me ask Jared you. Burris is. Let me ask you about Florida You're gonna State. You're going to know him when he's a top eight pick. Where is Mike Norville from? He's the coach of Florida State. I have no idea. Where's he from? Where'd you guys get him from? Oh, my God. You're putting me on the spot. Well, see, um, you're coming in talking a big game and saying, I don't know things, but now when I ask you a simple question about your alma mater, you're not able to answer that, that question. That is a fair point. That is a fair point. Um, he came to us with a fantastic resume. Let me Google that for you. It's L-M-G-T-F. Y.com. It's a real website. <laughs> Let me Google that for you. Memphis. Damn it. I, I had to look it up. That's okay. It no worries. Memphis. No worries. I will tell you, though, Bob, even though I don't know him, I like yeah. everything that I've seen about him in the press conferences through the season. He's a silver fox. I, I really like this dude, and I don't know if he's going to stay long-term at Florida State and, and what the, if there's any talk of him leaving, but if he's going to stay there, you might be onto something that I think his players would want to play for him. Now, the other side, Georgia... Are they jacked up to go and play Florida State because they thought they were going to the Final no. Four? Right. No. In fact, yes. Georgia could be the team that comes out flat, the, the team that feels even more, you know, demotivated. Because Florida State, we did everything. We, we went 13-0. and We're in a Power 5 conference. We got screwed. You know, so we have the motivation to do better than Georgia does in this game. Georgia had every opportunity. They were number one. And they couldn't get it done against Alabama. So, yes, Georgia comes out flat. Take the point spread. Take the money line. Take the money, Florida State. It's going to be tough for Florida State to score, Bob. I am wondering on the other side of the ball, though, potentially Florida State's defense may be at a similar level to to Alabama's. Maybe they're even better. It it, it is possible. Our defense is fantastic. Our offense is anemic. And, I mean, you know, we're trotting out one of three quarterbacks. It's like – the Forrest Gump thing, you know, it's, you don't know what you're going to get in this box of chocolates. I mean, they're like the Raiders. They could score 63, they could score zero. When you okay, have a great defense. Score 63 against Georgia. I'm not that yeah. great. When you have a good defense or potentially a great defense, all it takes is like great. one bad play, a fumbled punt, uh, you know, a, an interception or deflection. One ball can lead to one touchdown. Florida State goes ahead 7 nothing. Now, all of a sudden, their defense is amped up, and Georgia's playing from behind. Ball game's on. Like, anything can get to that, that level pretty easily. If you've got a great defense, you're giving yourself a shot to win. Let, let me interject real quick, though, because 
this Florida State team is disciplined. Yeah, we are known for you know throwing a lot of penalties out there. We don't have a lot of penalties on this team, so we probably are. And Tate Rodemaker, he he will chuck it, but he's not Brett Favre. You know, he's not Mahomes. He's not going to throw three picks. I don't think. You know, we're going to play it safe. It might not be you the most to. exciting Orange Bowl you've ever seen. You know, Flutie might have had a more exciting one one day. But um, Gerard Phelan, Gerard Phelan, is that who he threw that pass to? Gerard, and you know what? I um, I went to elementary school with his cousin, and also I went to elementary <laughs> school with um, the son of North Andover, where I grew up, has tons of hockey players. And um, remember the coach that told the referee, um, "Go eat another donut." I do when not, he, but I I like the insulting. Jim Schoenfeld, of the, the yeah, it, when he. His like last season, he played with the Bruins, and I went to elementary school with his son. There's yeah. a little tidbit into the number two fan. This is not just you trying to make yourself sound cool by making up stories either. These are actual things. You actually went to school with these individuals. Cheevers lived in North Andover. Uh, Hines lived in North Andover, and Jim Wright had a bowling alley mansion. We'll give, we will give everybody an opportunity to come on the show and tell us how cool they are and how they know people. The Sports Machine with Slim, this truly is next generational sports talk radio. We're going to be wrapping up things, Bob. You got any uh, any comments on your way out the door today? I just want to say thanks again. I mean, I, I feel like, I don't know if you know wrestling, but Becky Lynch, when she was Becky Two Belt. You know, I'm McBFQ two segments. I, I, I feel on top of the world right now, Slim. I'm all about making people feel better and building up their confidence so they can go out and take on the day. Thank you, McBFQ, my cousin Bob from Quincy. I look forward to you on the airs whenever airwaves whenever you Thank have the you, time. Slim. Let's talk again. You said it. So now we're gonna wrap things up, people. I will say one last story on a downer note. Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets, send some hot water. I just read a story on ESPN.com says that uh, he had a booking planned at an Italian restaurant. And the agreed-upon fee from the restaurant standpoint in the article, it says they had agreed for him to come in, sign some autographs, we're going to pay him ten grand. I guess after his big win a uh, couple, what was it, last Monday night, I guess they went silent for a while, and then the, his agent... Tommy's agent come back and said, hey, it's going to be $20,000, and they upped the price. So the Italian restaurant put out the story, and now the negative press is coming after Tommy Cutlets. I told you last, last week on the show, this guy, this guy, he had his uh, you know, minute of fame, but he's not going to be a long-term NFL quarterback, and his performance this past weekend against the New Orleans Saints was... Subpar, to say the least. And now, look at what else is happening. All the stories we have in the media, man, it's crazy what can happen. You're turning up, you're turning down, they're coming after you, things are changing. We try on the sports machine to keep it positive. The sports machine with Slim, I always want to try and leave you people out there smiling when the show's over and looking forward to coming back for more tomorrow. What are we going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about the Celtics. I will stay up until the end of the game tonight. The Celtics are at Golden State. I want to see Jason Tatum put a claim on the MVP trophy tonight. That's what I'm looking for. I may be going to a neighborhood establishment to place a wager on Jason Tatum MVP. 
And I might just buy some tickets for the top 10 fans. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll be back tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, right here on WKXL Radio. It's the Sports Machine with Slim. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, and nhtalkradio.com is where you find us on the web. Have a good one out there.